This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Puramore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Puramore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. All right. Welcome back to the Prayer Culture Podcast. Uh, Mr. Rowe is still out, so we have Mr. Miller here with us today, and Daniel is one of the board members of two or more. He's a great blessing and has a lot of great things to say, so I'm glad he's on. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I don't measure up to Patrick, especially in beard length. Uh, <laughs> you do. You'll have to tune into the video podcast uh, in 2024, where Ooh, you'll be able to see... Yes. Patrick's incredible beard. Next week, man. Let's go. Next week. <laughs> Advertising right now, we are launching the video podcast. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube, so it'll be very accessible, and you get to see my beautiful face. <laughs> uh, sorry in advance. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're really excited about it. So, yeah. Well, New Year's, and I believe that we are going to talk about seeking the Lord in the new year and New Year's resolutions and all that jazz. Yes. I guess we should start with New Year's. Do you do New Year's resolutions? Is that a thing that we should do? I don't know. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? You know, starting really with the New Year's Eve party. So we think of New Year's as a big party in the U.S., you know. In general, we do. I know most parents just go to bed that I know of. (laughs) That's what I've always done since I've had kids, you know. But um, but we think of New Year's as a big party and, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to ring in the new year, kiss somebody, have some fireworks go off, whatever, right? When I moved to Uganda, it was totally different. In Uganda, Christians pray in the new year. Mm. They have a big prayer meeting. They pray all night because they want God to bless the new year. And uh, I'm like, mm. man, I, oh... Lord, give me more of that that heart about coming into the new year because, you know, I tend to have this view, well, you know, God's going to do his thing whenever it is, you know, but it's cool that, that people there are like, Hey, we want to start the year right. And we want to start with a prayer instead of a drunken party or, you know, whatever other thing that we're doing as entertainment. Mm -hmm. We want to make this new year's we go in dedicated to. Yeah the Lord. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing because I feel like the older I get, not just in in physically, but like in my walk with the Lord, the more I am starting to understand the idea of pray without ceasing. And it's like, as I grow closer to the Lord, it's like, I can't imagine doing certain things without him anymore. And I'm still growing at this. Like I'm learning, especially like my everyday work thing. Like that's something I need to be better about seeking him daily, even before I begin work. But, um, it's so hard to imagine something as monumental sometimes as a new year can can feel and can actually be like we have a lot of 
I know I, I in my life have some big things coming up in 2024 that um, it's like I can't imagine jumping into that without seeking the Lord for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So starting the year that way, and and I've been so encouraged by a lot of my friends in Uganda. You know, they really depend on the Lord so much for their daily sustenance and everything, and so they go into the year with all this fervency and desire mm-hmm. to see the Lord do what only He can do. So that's encouraged me. I I try to make as we go into New Year's Eve as a family a dedication. And it's not mm. it's not always that we're praying all night, you know, sometimes it's impractical, you have little kids, whatever. Um, so it's not that like, hey, the only way you can do this is if you go to a prayer meeting and stay there all night. That's a beautiful thing if you can, if you want to, if you want to start a prayer meeting, I really encourage you to do those things. But there's ways to do it also where it's more, maybe more practical for your kids. So yeah, don't keep them. Don't force them to be to stay up all night. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, they can sleep on the bench while you go, but <laughs> but sometimes we we don't give our kids enough credit for their their ability to to do things and go places and and yep. stuff. But I will say, one thing we started doing probably it's probably three or four years ago is New Year's Eve in the evening before we go to bed, we have a prayer time. And we choose a theme verse for the year. Mm. And we, you know, we memorize that verse. I haven't been as on top of them about memorizing it all the time, but we, we try to quote it a lot, make it part of our life that year as a, Very hey, cool. remember this thing. Yeah. And so like last year, it was First Peter 5, 7, which is cast all your anxieties upon mm-hmm. him for be- because he cares for mm-hmm. you. Um, I felt like my kids had gone through so much pain the year before, and we needed this theme mm-hmm. of, hey, give the Lord all of that fear mm-hmm. and that anxiety and that worry that you have in yourself, and he really cares mm-hmm. about it. So how did that play out like last year? I mean, I know it's impossible to kind of keep it up all year long. I was not... but it. I think it's possible, but I, I was not as on top of it, especially like probably second half of the year. It's hard for it not to die off a bit. But yeah, I think early on, we were real good about saying that to each other and even sometimes later, but um, it's something I, I want to grow in. I think it played out in pe- in the kids understanding, hey, every time you start to get fear, cast your anxiety on the Lord. Yeah. I mean, that's got to do something is like that'll ingrain it into your mind. Yeah. And you'll remember that when you need it. And it, it doesn't, it can be a longer passage, it, especially maybe if you have older kids and stuff like that, but it can be very simple like that. It's a very short verse. It's very palpable to memorize for everybody in the family. And it's a good motto to have. Yeah. So um, that's something we started doing practically as a family is before we go to bed that night, we pray. And usually I've prepared, I've talked to the Lord and I kind of thought, okay, this is the verse we're going to bring. It's definitely something, you know, if you have spouse or something like that, you need to bring them in and both be praying into what God wants your theme verse to be. But yeah, that's been really powerful for us mm. to, to have that. that as a practical approach. Do you like ever print it out or write it on the side of your wall or anything like that for the kids um, to see? I think we did a printout one year, but that's that's a good practical for me to press into. Yeah. So I I will admit, like... I'm, these things I'm saying, 
I'm still a baby at a lot of them <laughs> and, and all, not always as motivated as I need to be to like ingrain it. So um, every bit of encouragement that I get like, hey, let's put it on the wall. I love that idea. I, yeah. need, I just needed to all do right. that. Well, here's your first <laughs> bit of encouragement for 2024. Well, what is your verse going to be for 2024? I, I, I don't know yet. Okay. Actually, yes, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Pending. We'll see. I, I'll let y'all know when, uh, when it comes out. So, uh, We'll post it in the show notes, folks. Show notes. Show notes. <laughs> oh, man. Love that. You mentioned resolutions then. So let's say, hey, we, we're going out of New Year's Eve into the new year. I think we should make resolutions all year. Typically, it's funny, my cycle for like diet and exercise is like the two months leading up to the end of the year. For some <laughs> reason, when I get to November and I know Thanksgiving's coming, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I feel fat, I feel gross, I'm not healthy, and it's like it's time to like really get serious. <laughs> so I actually usually like punish myself during Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible time, but, but so every si person cycle may be different, you know, but I don't, I think it's great to have resolutions when you go into the new year. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. The thing is, if you're going to make a resolution, make in resolutions that are important to God and don't treat them like pet projects. What do you mean by that? Like I'm doing this thing. It doesn't necessarily really matter that much to God, but I'm doing it because I know that I should. Hmm. We get into a lot of trouble when our whole mindset is, well, I know I should do this, but that's the only reason I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have other motivations, like I just have this deep love for my kids and I want to be healthy for them. I have this deep desire to see the temple of God that he's given me honored, mm -hmm. um, which is something I've struggled with a ton. I've struggled with diet. I've struggled with the wrong kind of eating. And so I want to go into the new year. If I'm making a resolution around eating, I need to say, I want to work out. I want to eat healthier. I want to take care of the temple. Um, and I struggle with these things. But doing the opposite is gluttony. Hmm. It is wrong to God. It is sinful. It's serious. It's making a mockery of God's temple. And I pray that, that we in the body you know, of Christ would take that seriously about our bodies. Hmm. Um, that doesn't mean you can always eat organic and all that stuff. I, I get it. There, there are limits to, to how much you push people in something like that. Um, but I know God loves it when I take care of the temple he gives me. Yeah. And I didn't always know that. It's been a really hard thing for me to learn that, and I'm still learning about it. So if you go in with that mindset instead of, well, I know I need to do this, and that's where mm -hmm. it stops, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, I mean, spending more time with God is a is a good example. I think a lot of people have this resolution. Yeah. I'm going to spend more time with God than I did last year. I didn't do enough of that. I want to do yeah. more. And if your whole motivation is, I know I should, but that's a that's all there is to it. That's okay starting point, but there's a lot mm -hmm. more depth that goes into that. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to keep that resolution. It's not going to be essential to your life. Mm. But if you go in like, I should like meeting with God should be as important as breathing to me each day. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so hard to think about it that way, beloved. I, I promise you, I'm, I'm not 
as there as I want to be. I'm not talking from a yeah. point of superiority. I'm talking of from a point of I long to think like that and mm -hmm. have that in my heart and mind. So make resolutions all year. And if you're going to make resolutions at the beginning year, great time to do them. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that they're things that you know are on God's heart. They're mm -hmm. serious to him. They're serious to you mm -hmm. and take them seriously. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like, you know, when it, it progresses past that stage of like, I have to do this because I know I have to. And then when it's, you start to take ownership of it, where it's like, I mean, it's, <laughs> I think of, you know, when I went off to college and I no longer had, uh, my mom telling me to eat greens and things like that. I don't actually remember eating very well in college, but I wasn't eating like, you know, Wendy's every day or anything like that. Right. <laughs> but it's like that moment of, you know, I think it was a little bit later on after college when I started realizing, oh, I want to take ownership of this and I want to eat healthy, not because my mom is making me because she wasn't anymore, but because I knew it was good for my body. And in the same way, I think that's a cool threshold to pass that I think we can, we can start that way. Like you're saying, like, I need to read the Bible more. I need to spend more time in prayer. That's something I need to do. So we can kind of create these resolutions of I'm going to do this and maybe start small, maybe 30 days or something like that. And then as you get close to the end, maybe it's helpful. I know it's for me to, to I think, talk to people and say like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm worried that I'm going to stop or I'm, gonna, I'm worried that my heart hasn't like caught on fire for it yet. Because that's the whole point of it, right, is to, yeah. is to build in the routines that, and, and I'm preaching to myself here, like build in the routines so that I, I catch a habit for it. Um, and hopefully that my heart catches a fire for it. And it can, like, that's the praying portion here. Like you've got to ask the Lord for it because he can help you. Like he, he's, he wants you. Th these are things that are on God's heart. We, we don't need to make resolutions that are not important to God. Like mm. there's no point in doing that. When you make <laughs> resolutions that are important to God yeah. and, um, and what you said about that, there's that starting point. Um, but what I find is it's kind of like when you're in school. Okay. So starting point, I, I do something cause I know I need to, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to study to get this test done. And so much, a lot of my school consisted of, I study just enough to answer the question right on a test and then totally forget it. Yep. Yep. But the things I remember, the things that are lasting, things that actually make a difference in my life are the things I knew why. Mm, come on. It wasn't just I I knew it because I had to for the test, but I actually studied out, hey, what is this thing? Why? Yeah. And God wants to share the why with you. And if you study in the Bible, there's a lot of answers to that question, why? Not just do, but why? There's a lot mm. of answers in the Bible and God will give you more depth in those answers as you mm -hmm. talk to him and communicate with him. Yeah. The verse that's coming to mind is, is when I think the Israelites crossed the Jordan and God told Moses to, to tell the Israelites to, to construct the, the stones so that when your children ask why, you can tell them of God's faithfulness. Yeah, and that's not a ransom to God. It's not like God has to tell you why, and like that's not a lacking faith thing. Because yeah. um, Jesus didn't always say exactly why. Some of his parables are still very mysterious. Like, but it's God will share those things with you and encourage you with them, and help you with the why as you go along. Sometimes the why may come a little bit slower, 
mm-hmm. then you want it. Maybe he doesn't give you the why the second you start. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he is building a certain type of faith in you, and it's it's closer to the the base level first part of just do it. Trust me. And and as you go along, he starts to show you the why, you know. And some of those things, you know, the why can be a little bit more obvious, like I need to take care of my body. It is very selfish for me not to take care of my body. It's selfish to the people around me, you know, but to really in in a culture like ours that, you know, where obesity is a major issue and everything like that. And most of the food we eat, it's really hard to escape food that's unhealthy for you. Very challenging, very time consuming. It requires Mm -hmm. investment of your finances and your time and those things. Um, it requires resolve with the Lord that it's important to him that I try to be healthy in every way I can. Uh, once again, finances don't always allow you to buy everything organic. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying talk to the Lord and seek to make better decisions with him on that. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. I hate doing it because I love eating unhealthy things for me. But God's teaching me more and more that that's important to him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually taking it more seriously. Yeah. Whenever you're kind of making resolutions or things like that, do do you ever, does God ever give you something like on the positive side to do or to seek? Because I think we can focus a lot on like, oh, we need to stop doing this or we need to um, like maybe do more, you know, not fun things like running on a treadmill. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a good observation. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, generally, the Lord's been has convicted me over the past number of years to be a way more positive person and not so negative about everything going on, you know. And uh, so, in resolution specifically, because usually resolutions are addressing a problem, right? Mm-hmm. I have this problem and I need to address it. Mm-hmm. Like a starting point that's positive is that kind of the question, or like, uh, I don't know, just maybe whatever comes to mind as far as. Like, like, there's a kind of a famous podcast in the sort of the spiritual biblical realm is, is the Bema podcast. I don't know if you know about it. I don't. But there's the, the guy who leads it. I've I've listened to I think the first season and maybe some of the second season. But it's um, a guy that goes through the whole Bible from an Eastern perspective. Anyway, one of the things he 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 pointed out in one of his episodes, I don't remember when or where it was, but he was talking about how God commanded the people of Israel to celebrate. And like there were there were commands to like in your routine you need to take time and learn to to give thanks and to be to be glad and that's something that's beautiful I think that God often does for us and usually when we think of resolutions we we think of uh, we got to do the hard stuff so I, I don't know I was just curious okay. if you had anything like yeah, that yeah I get that yeah so as an instance recently i heard somebody preaching and they said something about loving yourself and whenever somebody says that bells go alarm bells go <laughs> off in my head oh this is some self-help abort, abort like follow your heart baloney yeah but the person explained it a lot in a very biblical way but it was about like viewing yourself the way god sees you you know and and that's something God has impressed upon me. My, really, my upbringing, the way I kind of thought I was discipled up is uh, total depravity, like a, a focus on total depravity where it's almost like we're still just totally depraved. And God convicted me of that, like, no. Like you have the righteousness of Christ now is what the Bible says. 
wear the righteousness of Christ. You have it. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you're still in total depravity. That's you're right. not. That's right. You're delivered. Preach it, Michael. And so I hate saying the words love yourself. It just sounds so, <laughs> like you said, Disney, like follow your heart. Like you're, you're the greatest thing ever that happened, which is basically idolatry of self. Yep. But in the right context, it is, hey, stop beating yourself up and looking at yourself in a way that God doesn't look at you and stop superimposing on God all this negativity about yourself when it's like you have the righteousness of Christ now. He sees you as beautiful. The sin is gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not constantly disappointed. So I could see resolutions. Maybe this is one I need to think about more for myself. I usually think of these as more as one-off experiences with God, but like as a resolution, like, you know, daily or weekly or whatever to quote a scripture about that. Like even look in the mirror and quote a scripture about that Mm. and say, this is how God sees you. Mm -hmm. I I could see that being a really positive resolution uh, for people, especially who struggle with Mm -hmm. um, their identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, that's really good. Thinking of Ephesians where it says, I am... Basically, we're we're his masterpiece. Yeah, come on. Is it poema? Masterpiece, man. Yeah. And we just we don't oh, man we we don't want to think of ourselves that way, but yeah, that's and sometimes it is out of a spirit of like, well, we we don't want to think like you know we don't want to be all about self esteem or whatever. Um, I mean, Satan just hijacks truths mm-hmm. of the Lord. And so let's like, I think I could see that as a good resolution. Do you, yeah. but what about you? Like, yeah. can you think of a, a resolution from a positive place? Uh, you know, I, I, I really like the, the spin we're taking on this because I, I think, you know, when we think of resolutions and we think of fasting, it's like, it's all about what we're abstaining from. And it's all about how, the enjoyment that we're missing And I think God invites us to think of it from the opposite perspective. And so I don't know if I have a great answer to that specific question, but maybe how I'd answer that would be that God is inviting me to think of fasting differently. Mm. And so every year in January, my church does a fast. Uh, And what I love about it, we all do it together. It's so cool. It's like built into our culture. We know that January is a fasting month and it looks different and we don't impose like you have to give up food or you have to give up. It's it's what we're encouraged to seek the Lord and ask him what we're going to fast from, um, what we're going to fast for and who we're going to fast with. And it's such a beautiful, like unifying thing that I, I look forward to every year. It's, it's amazing. And usually at that point in the year, especially after Thanksgiving and Christmas where I, I have, like, I feel really bloated and stuff cause I've just been indulging a little too much um, most of the time uh, that I look forward to that time every year because it it really feels like a time of renewal and resetting. And I think that's the perspective that we need on it. Even if, you know, we haven't, you know, been uh, just indulging and stuff like that before, but I think that's the perspective that God wants us to have on fasting. And it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier, like, like my mom doesn't want me to eat healthy because she told me to. Like she wants me to take ownership of, yeah. of my own body in that way. Um, and in the same way, I feel like um, God's been inviting me to think of fasting differently. And so 
um, kind of what I've been doing. And, and I had, I had a kind of a, a cool mid-year fast. In my fasting, I actually, and I was sort of convicted about this <laughs> last year during the January fast, because usually when I talk about fasting, and usually it ends up being more abstinence of things and movies and media and things yeah. like that, that I often run to for entertainment and enjoyment. But I think biblically speaking, fasting is usually talking about giving up food because that's like a very primal need that you will notice immediately if you don't have. Sure. And so anyway, that's that aside, I like to do kind of a, a conglomeration of what I'm fasting from. Uh, usually I'll maybe say lunches on Fridays or, or lunches on Mondays, Wednesday, Fridays. And then, but usually what I look forward to the most is my media abstinence. And that's some of the things that I, yeah, I think I, I really run to in my flesh for comfort and enjoyment. And like I can check out and, and especially kind of being for me where I, I, uh, uh, that's just how I feel like I'm wired is through to, for stories and for movies and things like yeah. that. And that's what I just really enjoy. And so, uh, so I like to fast from those things, uh, and then four is I think what God is really in- encouraging me, and I think would encourage all of us to think a, a lot about is what am I fasting for? What am I gaining mm. by giving this up for right. a season? And when you think about it, it's like what well, in what I did last year was I, I my fasting was like I'm going to give up this, and I'm going to do. I'm going to get up every morning. I didn't do so well at the the, the hour that I wanted to get up every morning, but I wanted to read the word in the morning and then read, um, I think a devotional at night or something. And that structure was super helpful for me and it really encouraged me. And, um, it really facilitated a lot of times where I met with the Lord. And then, like I said, and I also had kind of a mid year fast also, that was a little spontaneous, um, prompted by, uh, good reasons. But, um, and that's cool because part of that fast that happened in August this year was about, seeking the Lord through prayer journaling. And and that was one of the things I was fasting for almost okay. is like, I'm going to prayer journal every day um, and write out my prayers to the Lord and then write out what I feel like he's saying to me and always try to filter that through scripture. And I'm really happy to say that that's actually continued way beyond August and even till, till now. And it's something that... Wow has been really encouraging to me because usually, you know, I, I go through the month of January or whatever it is, and I, I either do my prayer journaling, whatever it is, and then I kind of fall off after that yeah. because it's like I, I love a good challenge and it's like, oh, January? Yeah, I can give up this for that much. Sure. And then um, kind of fall off back in February. So That's so good. I love the heart of that. It's like, hey, what am I gaining from this? And we had an episode on fasting. It was episode 14 of the Paraculture Podcast. Y'all can check that out where me and Patrick go into a little bit more detail about biblical reasons to fast, you know, but I love that having that purpose. So like you're setting aside something and, and that's part of your, your resolution Mm -hmm. and your fast, but then you're also like, Hey, this is the thing that I know the Lord wants to grow me in and I'm willing to set things aside to make this a priority. Mm -hmm. That's great. I love that. Yeah, and it really just increased my joy, I think, just in, in August. Like, that's, and like you had a word for me about joy, um, and uh, several people actually had words for me about joy. Come on. And at the end of the month, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I 
feel really joyful. Like I'm really, <laughs> and uh, it, it's, and those are the things that like, I think the Lord is wanting us to focus on. Like, what are we fasting for? What are we, yeah. like, like you said, why are we have, making this resolution? Like just a resolution for the sake of a resolution is not worth it. Um, it it's not a worthy one compared to like something like, you know, I'm fasting, I'm, I'm giving this up or I'm, I'm uh, exercising for the sake of, like worshiping the Lord for my, with my body, you know, that kind of thing. Now you did say, and this is something that I think it's hard for people to resonate with. Fasting is hard. And you said you look forward to your fast. <laughs> and and to be honest, Daniel, I know this hasn't always been the case because I've walked with you through some seasons where you were fasting from things and I see more of the joy of the Lord on you about it and more excitement. Do you feel like, you know, part of the, like the spirits doing this new thing in you? Do you mm. feel like it's the, um, maybe like you guys do it together. That's a huge thing. Maybe yeah. Too, but... I think that's a big thing. <laughs> and let me just, uh, humanize myself for a second. Here. <laughs> um, yeah. So fasting from food is one of the things for me that like, I just see how fallen I am so fast. It's like, and I was even journaling about this the other day. I was like, Lord, I, like, I, you know, if I go with two days fasting, like, I just, I can't, even, I can hardly do it without feeling just frustrated and, you know, angry, like man, hangry. It's real. It's so real. And so I, I will say that I don't, I don't do as well as, as maybe I'm sounding like I, I do, but what, what I, I think what I really look forward to, first of all, the media fast and social media and all that stuff, uh, again, maybe more abstinence than fasting, is obviously not something that takes a physical toll. In fact, it's, it's. <laughs> uh, I think I was journaling about this, and I felt like the Lord was saying, yeah, you know, that's not really fasting as much as it is like moving things off the table that really aren't nutritious anyway. Like, sure. You know, so I think I, I really have looked forward to the the, the renewal that I feel when I like push those, those things away. And, um, but then also, like you said, like just that we're doing it together and we're seeking the Lord together. Cause that's the third aspect is we fast from things, we fast for things and we fast with others. And that's always a, a beautiful thing. Like I'll text you and a few other people every year and say, Hey, these are the things that I'm praying for. These are the things that I'm, uh, wanting to pursue during this time. And mm -hmm. and it's just a, a really beautiful unifying thing for our church also. So that's so good. I love that. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, and I do feel like that's the spirit working in a lot of ways um, sure. of like, I don't know, it's just, just a kind of a reordering of desires. Like I said, like food is still a difficult thing to, to give up, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I like to think of when I'm in kind of the throes of hanger, <laughs> uh, especially one day fasts are a little bit easier for me to do, but, uh, yeah. those are, I think, easy for me to easier, I think, to really, when I'm feeling that, that, you know, the, the knot in my stomach and all that, I, I just remind myself, that's how I truly need to feel about my need for God. Like I need to be that hungry mm. for God. And so I'll just turn that moment and I'm not, I don't know why I'm using myself as an example. I'm not a great example for a lot of this stuff, but uh, I like to use that moment as like a, a reminder of how much I need God. So I'll turn that into like a prayer. Look in the mirror, Daniel. 
and see yourself the way God does. <laughs> He's doing amazing things through you. I love it. Praise God. So, so it does sound like, you know, practically one really great thing is start the year off running with people in something like a fasting and prayer emphasis. Yeah. I love that. I, and, I can't recommend that highly enough. It's like okay. so good, like in, in all the ways, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's a very unifying thing for, for mm-hmm. an encouraging thing for fellow believers to do it together. I love that. I mean, that's like that overnight prayer meeting. It's, it's saying, Hey, we're going to dedicate this. And I've been encouraged. I've seen more and more churches and even network churches yeah. taking either January or February and saying, Hey, we're yeah. going to fast and pray for this thing this year, you know, mm-hmm. for the Lord to grow discipleship in Houston or, mm-hmm. for, you know, things like that. So I love it. Some other things, some of these things have become more recent to me practically. I think some ways that you can overcome things that maybe you haven't considered, one is start the year off right, do fasting and prayer, seek the Lord for things, seek deliverance for strongholds in your life, maybe some that you don't even know about. Find people who are gifted prayer warriors or who have understanding of spiritual warfare and deliverance ministry and things like that. Um, that's something I'm still learning a lot about. I'm so so unknowledgeable about these things, and I feel like the Lord's teaching me a lot. But that's something you could do that can help with your um, resolutions too and mm-hmm. praying to see the Lord bring those about as mm-hmm. real things in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, like like seeking people for that help, like like mm. seeking for people to pray for you over the new year or, or for deliverance, that kind of thing. Because that, I mean, that doing it with somebody, like I was saying, saying it is, it, it adds another layer to it. I was, I randomly found myself in Malachi this morning, opened my Bible and it was in Malachi. And it's this, this like really convicting passage because uh, he says, God says in chapter one, he's like, you know, if you honor your father and you honor your master, where is my honor and where is my fear? Um, like he's like, try giving a, a blind, uh, like, and he says, this is what you're doing when you offer, you know, blind cattle or blind sheep in sacrifice or mm. I forget the animals. And he says, try giving that to like your, I forget who it was, but try giving that to a human and see if they'll enjoy that. And then just imagine how God feels. So it's like when you seek a person out, it's like, Seeking a person out for help is, I think, a good benchmark almost if you'll if you're really seeking God. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, you're willing to open yourself up. Yeah. To another believer. Yeah. And God did not create us to be islands. Yeah. Clearly says we are a body with many parts, and so, so yeah, seeking deliverance yeah. ministry, seeking counsel from mm-hmm. others um, about these things you're praying into that you want to offer to the Lord this year, a lot of it seeking out people who are disciplined. Like when you get counsel, if you see somebody who's disciplined in an area that you want to grow in, Mm. seek out counsel from them. You see somebody who regularly works out like, Hey, can I work out with you? Or Mm. teach me how you've disciplined yourself in Mm. this um, for your body. Or you have this appointment with the Lord that you always keep. Tell me what mindset drives that, you know? Just get some time with people, especially. It's it's so blessed when you meet older people who have a lot of life experience, who walk closely with the Lord, yeah. because they, they've been doing it for a while, you know? And it's like, man, they didn't become bitter. They didn't... Yeah just, you know, go off and do yeah. their own retirement thing. Like they are still, they're walking so closely with the Lord and that takes 
Mm-hmm. That takes something. Teach me. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. It's all about that humility and right. humbling yourselves before others. Yeah. And the other thing you were saying um, about doing it with people, just all of it, the fasting, all of it, seek to run with people. Yeah. Like look for people who run with you. That can get discouraging because everybody has their own schedules and their own mm-hmm. things going. So sometimes you're like, I'm looking for people. Mm-hmm. Everybody's too busy. Nobody. Don't stop looking for people to run with. Mm-hmm. Always be looking for people to run with. And and don't get discouraged in that. And And sometimes you can run with one person in one area and run with another person in another area where they're strong. And you can fit into their schedules in different ways. You know, I've had to get creative with some of the ways that I run with people because we all have busy lives, Mm -hmm. Um, even with people in my church, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like I changed my accountability structure because I felt like the Lord was encouraging me to be more accountable. And I had accountability partner, but it was kind of like, oh, we'll meet every X time. And then we didn't cause we were too busy. And when we, and so it's like, no, I'm going to change this to, I'm going to have a text every week that has very specific questions. And we're going to stay on top of this with a digital calendar that says, do this, do, you know? And so I have my accountability intentionally set up. And then if it's like, Hey, if there's some major issues or, you know, we can sync up when we can, we, we will sync up at some point about these things. But I've changed that to really fit with them. So don't get discouraged, get creative with how you run with people, mm-hmm. but always be seeking to run with other believers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Can't do it alone. Definitely. Yeah. That's really good. Will, what encouragement would you give somebody who is, this is all new to them? Like what's kind of maybe one first step that you would encourage them as they're looking into 2024? So I'm going to say it, and Daniel's going to give me that look like, are you really saying this? Ask the Lord. Yeah. Uh, It's really the answer to everything. I I mean, it really is. Uh, The answer to everything is get close to Jesus and ask him. Mm -hmm. That really is the answer to everything. Mm -hmm. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you follow him, you have the spirit of the living God in you. Ask him, and he will tell you what resolutions he wants in your heart and mind. And maybe it takes, you know, fasting and asking him, okay, do that. Maybe the Lord helps you in January establish those things. Mm-hmm. And you don't get this hard deadline of <clears throat> yeah. like, January 1st, I know everything yeah. I'm going to do this year. Yeah. It's okay to take that whole month of January and fast yeah. and ask God, hey, is this right? And is that's why there's an, that's why there's an emphasis in Scripture about seeking the Lord. Mm, yeah. It's not just... You know, say your prayer and then he'll he'll make everything clear in a moment. Sure. I believe he can do that. I believe he yeah. does sometimes. Yeah. Actually, I feel like a lot of times how it happens for me is I'll ask God and he says something. And then over time, as I'm praying into it, he confirms it through mm. different things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times he'll say it, but then... You know, as mm-hmm. I'm fasting, as I'm praying, as I'm seeking, yeah. he'll drop things like words of knowledge from other people or some circumstance happens that makes, you know, the door is wide open. Yeah. Just all this stuff will happen. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's the Lord doing this yeah. thing, right? So, some, of the, some of the most <laughs> encouraging like prayer journals that I've had, they, they don't always click right away. Yeah. And then I'll go back and read them later on and be like, whoa. 
that's the Lord. You know, sometimes I write, I'm like, I don't know if that's the Lord. And I, you know, I, I, like I said, I try to filter it all through scripture and I try to. Sure. Um, and a lot of it is very like scripture, but. Um, sure. But it is an investment. Like you're right. Like yeah. God wants fellowship, not yeah. one-offs and especially not us always coming with the agenda of tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. That's part of it. Exactly. But you got to first come without the agenda and say, Lord, I just want to yeah. enjoy you. I want to glorify you for who you are. I mean, if if I read the Psalms, which are songs to the Lord, they're prayers, they're, they're so much different facets to them about just enjoying God for who he is and, mm-hmm. and all those things before the, here's the answer to the question. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Make sure that you're engaging with the Lord, meeting with Him in the secret yeah. place, enjoying Him, and not making it all about the answers. Mm. Um, but He will give you the answers. He wants to. Like, yeah. But we've got to be open to that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if you are like just this is all new to you and you're like, well, like, I guess I should make some sort of spiritual you know, resolution or something like that, I, I would encourage you to... If, if you don't pray about it, obviously, first things first. And if you don't get a specific thing to really focus on, which hopefully the Lord does give you that, um, but maybe God doesn't want just like a, what should I do? I think he wants a, a heart that says, I want to seek you. Sure. And I want to figure out, Lord, what it is that you want from me. And so I, I'd encourage you to do like the like a January fast of some sort. Yeah, if you don't get a, a specific thing. And well, the funny thing, going this all ties in because what do I do if that's all, the only thing that I ask ever ask the Lord is what do I do? Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna come away with the okay, I know I should do this, and that's where it stops for us. Yeah. And then we're not gonna yep, complete exactly. that thing. We're not going to complete that. You're not going to do it if your only motivation is, I just know I need to. Yeah. But I I have no depth in it. I have and, no why. If, I have no, like, let's delve in with God on this. Yeah. What, what, you know, what's on your heart for me, what you want to do. And, um, and, or even if it, even if he answers, I'm not going to tell you the why yet, but just press forward. You're going to press forward with him because your relationship is that deep with him. Mm. And so... Yeah, and I, I think that's what we should be seeking him for is that connection with him, that deep love for him. It's not just about, like you said, just doing the things, because I think, I think you can do them, and you can focus on that, and you might be successful at that. But I think that's even worse in some ways, because it just becomes just stale religion, and it just becomes, and, and I don't know that that could lead to a hardness of. Of heart and some, I don't know. Just, just sure. A lot of people so. have left the faith because their whole mindset was, "I do it because I know I should," mm-hmm. but they had nothing else. Yeah, that was the only thing they had was, "I do it because I know I should." Yeah, and all of us have that to some degree. Like I said, that is actually part of the foundation, but there's so much depth beyond that, and so much relationship and fellowship and things that that will solidify your foundation and, and your house with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, And I think Ben Stewart uh, likes to talk about using the objective flames or the, the object, oh, I'm messing up the quote, but it's like, um, let the objective truth of the word of God stoke your subjective like feelings for, of love for him, you know? And, and but his point was, I remember him talking about in, in some, one of his talks, it was probably a breakaway 
about how it's easy for him and his wife and, and not just him and his wife, but like, I think any marriage for, for it to become over time, just like you you become roommates. But he talked about how, you know, we have to combat that. And so what he would do is he'd, uh, he'd take his wife out to a different restaurant. They'd go to change out their schedule a little bit. And this could be right. the sort of, uh, like, like resolutions or, or seeking the Lord in a new way. Because you want to, like, to stoke a fire, you have to move some things around. You have to kind of move, uh, yeah, move the logs around and, and stoke the flames and do things differently. Because, the, again, like, the purpose, we have to f- fix our minds on the why we're doing this. It's not just to move logs around, but it's it's to stir up those flames, to stir up the passion for the Lord. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe some ways aren't doing it for you. And so find new ways. I don't know. Oh man. So good. Well, I hope that you all were encouraged, um, to pray in the new year, to, to fast and pray going into the new year, um, and set the year right. I know I was so, especially Mm -hmm. so encouraged by you saying, I look forward to fasting. Like, man, God, (laughs) give me that anointing. But no, I was really, really encouraged. And now I'm like, now all my brain juices are flowing. Oh man, Lord, we're going to post verses all over the walls and we're going to fast. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. So let's, let's uh, do it. And um, we're going to pray, just be praying for y'all, just that the Lord will, will do these things in you. So uh, be encouraged, beloved, go and into the new year strong with the Lord. Happy new year. Happy new year. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.